Hello, and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hey guys, Buddy C. Hope everyone's doing well today. We've got Kirsty and Lala and Kurt, Craig and Paul. Anyone have any thoughts on the 60th chapter before we begin? None? Okay. Well, hopefully we'll have some as we read and talk about this. I come open-minded, and I have not read ahead. (laughs) You know what I found out, Kirsty? You know, I read the morning of. I try to not do a lot of research before. And I invited some other, uh, my podcast friends, to come and be on, and they won't do this and I'm like why are they not here and I was talking to one guy about it he says well it's so intimidating all y'all know so much I'm like what (laughs) we try to practice the Tao with the Tao podcast we don't do a lot of of uh, study beforehand we just come and are open and I know this doesn't get on the podcast but we do a few minutes very short a little meditation time just to try to get centered before we start and i come to this that way kirsty just to open because i know we do not have this figured out the moment we think that we understand this we have lost it yeah i'm just waiting on finishing i'm waiting on kirsty finishing her edit and then she can send me what she's going to see and i can copy it but see i've learned though when kirsty slows down it's when I really need to listen to Kirsty. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's when the truth comes in. Yes. Yes. It's funny. But that's really when the nuggets come out. <laughs> okay. The 60th chapter. I put the link in the chat. Lala, you want to read for us, ma'am, and I'll share it on the screen. Sure. First translation. Ruling the country is like cooking a small fish. Approach the universe with Tao, and evil is not powerful, but its power will not be used to harm others. Not only will it do no harm to others, but the sage himself will also be protected. They do not hurt each other, and the virtue in each one refreshes both. Second translation. Governing a large country is like frying a small fish. You spoil it with too much poking. Center your country in the Tao, and evil will have no power. Not that it isn't there, but but you'll be able to step out of its way. Give evil nothing to oppose, and it will disappear by itself. Third translation. Governing a large country is like frying a small fish. Too much poking spoils the meat. When the Tao is used to govern the world, then evil will lose its power to harm people. Not that evil will no longer exist, but only because it has lost its power. Just as evil can lose its ability to harm, the master shuns the use of violence. If you give evil nothing to oppose, then virtue will return by itself. Fourth translation. Being a leader is like cooking a small fish. Get right with Tao, and it's quick and easy. When you're in touch with Tao, you don't need to worry about misfortune. You can make it go away, of course, but you can keep it from harming others. Also, as a wise leader, you cause no harm to others, so people won't have to worry about getting hurt, and they'll take the opportunity to do the right thing. Hmm. Any cooks? <laughs> Me. You have any cooks? I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm hungry for fish. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever cooked fish? Mm-hmm. Can't mess around with it too much. It falls apart. Falls apart. Can easily overcook it. Delicate. It's best not to interfere with it. Just let it go. Just let it do what it has to do, and it'll be ready when it's ready. And it's real quick, too. 
I mean, you just, I mean, a little, a small fish especially is just super fast cooking. Super fast. I mean, I think it's definitely saying not to um, interfere too much. As with all of this, right? Don't put too many rules down. Don't interfere. Quit poking the fish. (laughs) Get out of the way. Get out of your head. Yes. It reminds me of the, when, um, can you let your mud settle? Can you let the water settle so the right answer will appear by itself? Mm -hmm. The same idea that it's not up to us to fix and to keep changing things because we may not be seeing the results that we think we should see and just leave it alone. Even if it's getting involved in something that we, we think might concern us or something that we can make better by getting involved in, sometimes it's best just to leave alone and just let things just work out for themselves. Um, people might have come to some sort of other arrangement and we can jump in with a size sevens and just make things even worse for, th- for things. And I think sometimes we can upset the cart by getting involved. And again, it's, it's not a place to get involved in some things as well. Well, it's a good practice with anything, Craig, to to just do your part and then just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. We don't need to constantly be. Have you ever been involved or seen people that they've got to be changing something all the time, got to be fixing it. They're, they're out, their fingers are in it all the time when they need to just leave it alone. It reminds me of a boss that micromanages. Yes. Irritating it is. Like I was going to do it that way and <laughs> Are you looking for names? I can give you names. <laughs> I've had plenty. I've got my mum. I'm, I'm married to one of those. <laughs> um, no. I think, I think for me, um, as soon as it started, I, I tuned in to the analogy of, I guess from, very, from basic terms, the analogy of a school bully. So if you don't, reciprocate if you don't um buy into or give them power so if you don't give evil power then they they don't actually have the power if that makes any sense so if you have a school ground bully uh, a, a playground bully um they want to have power over you so evil wants to have power over the people they want to dominate and they want to harm and so I'm trying not to slow down. Um, and it's so okay, you can slow down. Yeah. Okay. Um, so if you don't give someone the power, they actually can't do any harm to you because that's what they want. That is exactly what they want. So if I was to say my, my daughter's having, um, say, for example, my daughter's having problems, problems at school. Um, and she's getting, you know, taunted by bullies. If she was to walk away, then that evil, in inverted commas, would get bored. It would not have the power over her that they want, and therefore they would stop and lose that power and almost lose the ability to be evil. And it's, I mean, I guess it's the same in any context, however big or small you want to go. If you don't buy into political evil, um, religious evil, and all of this stuff, however much they try, so say, for example, those, um, and I'm talking now to the likes of the bigger things like 9-11, those, you know, the stoic American guys who got up and said, I'm going into work today, I am not going to be made fearful by this because that's what, that's what, people want that's what these guys want they want to incite fear and so by not allowing that you're saying no 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 you're not going to do this to us because we know that's what you want to do so therefore we're not going to live that way um and therefore what we would hope and i know this isn't always the case is that that evil whatever form that would take would eventually disappear and I mean, in my personal life, um, I, I, I have issues because I, I'm trying to have an argument with my husband. 
But he doesn't do it. He doesn't get riled up. He doesn't want to engage in this argument. And he walks away. <laughs> and I have no choice. Yeah. I mean, I'm not evil. I wouldn't call myself evil. But, I mean, I want to fight. And he, wo- he walks away. It is the most frustrating thing in the world. But eventually, but I will get over whatever it is that I am trying to argue about. Because I have to. Um, so that's kind of a global and a, and a, and a personal take on what i i get from the the readings um i don't know if that makes any sense i know i was gonna say when you were talking about the school ground bully that it's somebody who wants to argue loses its power if it doesn't have anything to argue with so yeah it's it's walking away as as frustrating as it, as it is probably for you or the person who wants to argue they don't have anything to argue with to stop poking the fish. <laughs> you know, this this whole, this chapter is about living a life centered in the Tao. So this is another description of what happens when we have a life that's centered in the Tao. And it's interesting here, it says that evil will have no power, that we'll be able, but uh, not that it isn't there, This is the second translation, Mitchell's. But you'll be able to step out of its way. It's not that the evil leaves. The evil's still there. It's just you're able to step out of its way. And how do we step out of its way? By giving it nothing to oppose. And it will disappear by itself. I was interested in the word evil when this first popped up. Because, again, it's one of these things where you, you think it's a big, massive thing. So I'm looking for Skeletor running up the road and thinking He-Man's going to come and save me. Um, people that are young enough will remember that. Um, but the evil can be things like negativity, um, toxic relationships as well. Um, wives want to argue over nothing. Like, curse is just... It happens. Um so yeah, ne- negativity. Sit the way of negativity. That's that, that's what I read into. That's what I read into. But the, I think the word evil was quite a, a, a strong word to incorporate. Quite a lot of things in it. And I was thinking about in the, in the Tao itself, in, in the Tao Te Ching um, references that of how to respond to evil. And I found several. Uh, I thought about uh, that we're to respond. Uh, someone has to risk responding to injury with kindness. Uh, there's no enemy. Uh, there's nothing greater, no greater misfortune than having an enemy. Uh, virtue gives. Those without virtue seek a way to get. That whole idea that we respond to evil with good, that we take the fight out, like Kirsty said, you know, that's that's the practice that causes us to be able to step out of the way of negativity. No matter what it is that we're talking about, whether it's personal life or anything, uh, when we see that, how are we going to respond? Do we respond uh, in the same way or do we respond with kindness? Do we respond in a way that elevates us up? instead of keeping us uh, down in the conversation, you know, down in the attack. Do we attack or not? I've, I've been uh, reading a little book called uh, Love is Letting Go of Fear. It's a little bitty book. Uh, Dapowski and uh, Hawkins talked about this. And this book is based on A Course in Miracles. But one thing it brought to mind, and actually Dr. Totten on the, uh, the latest what this Dow podcast talked about perception and this idea that our state of mind, that our mind is like a projector that's projecting out and the world we see is a result of our state of mind. We can see the same situation, same circumstance that someone else sees and see it in a totally different way. And it's all based on, our state of mind, not theirs. So that whole idea of, you know, 
when we attack, we're really attacking ourselves. That that whole thing, you know, it's back to that. And we have to learn that if if we want to be loved, we have to love first. You know, we love others the way we want to be loved. We don't love the way they love us. We have to take the action, and that is, I think that's what they're talking about here, is that we do not give harm a place when we learn to do that, when we learn to walk in virtue instead. Loses its ability to harm, as one of the other translations says, and the master shuns the use of violence. If you give evil nothing to oppose, then virtue will return by itself. Nothing you've got to do back to that effortless effort. It just happens on its own when we stop poking, stop interfering. Stephen Mitchell talked about this, and he said it was similar to swinging a sword through the air. There's nothing for the sword to hit. That was the way he he described it. Comments? I've got Derek Lynn's translation. He had a couple of really good things. Um, If you use too much heat, you will overlook the fish, overcook the fish. If you keep turning the fish over and over, it will fall apart. Similarly, if you're for ruler constantly meddles in the affairs of the people with excessive rules and regulations, the country becomes chaotic and everyone suffers. Similarly, people who frequently change their minds, turn their decisions over, tend to fail in life. Okay, so that's a personal application. Um, Harming, in this context, means meddling in people's lives. When we act in congruence with the Tao, we're able to relax, let things be, and simply enjoy the process. So that's good. That makes sense. It's like anger begets more anger. If you're gonna, if you're gonna um, interfere with somebody, some evil coming at you, you're. It's like drinking the poison and expecting the other person to die. You're, you're not. You're, you're interfering with your own peace. Yeah. If you know, and I guess the question is, if I have an area of life that's that I have a fight in, another question I can ask is how am I giving evil a place? How am I giving harm? How am I giving negativity a a foothold in this area of my life? So if I have a fight going on and I can't figure out why it is that every time I interact with this person that it's a negative interaction or, you know, in, in this particular situation or when I do a particular thing, I always end up, you know, all upset, one question I can ask is, okay, how am I returning evil for evil or how am I returning negativity for negativity rather than elevating this to a place of love? What am I doing to contribute to this? Well, it's our reactions. I mean, I used to get so frustrated and turned turned up by my mom. Just everything she did annoyed me. And, you know, in recovery and just with a lot of therapy, I've just been able to be like, that's just who she is. That's what she does. Don't. And I just have been able to somewhat let it wash off me like a duck, you know, and and not get all riled up because it's like she's not going to change. You just have to kind of decide not to, you know, make a conscious decision not to react to it, not make it personal. And. I leave much more calm and stable after interactions instead of, instead of letting it um, affect me. It's our reactions to it. You know, gratitude for me is a good place to start. If I can't figure that out, I, I have to look. I can look and say, what am I grateful for in this interaction or what am I grateful for in this person Start finding even the littlest of gratitudes. That opens the door for me to be able to start seeing things a little more clearly because what I'm projecting and seeing is not reality. Back to that projector again. It's coming from my state of mind. It's not reality, you know. One thing that really, when I quit having to prove I was right Mm -hmm. with every person about everything, that was a game changer for me. 
brought me so much peace not to have to be correct or for people to think I'm correct about everything or to agree with me about everything. That shift happened early in recovery. But when that happened, that was a huge game changer, huge, because I no longer had things to prove anymore. It's more peaceful. It's such a more peaceful way of living to just let things be as they are and not having to inflict your will on them. So it's so taxing to try to keep all that together, you know? Right. And, and a big turning point for me in recovery was, you know, how, how I operated was just anything I didn't like. I didn't think things should be that way. So, you know, always arguing with life that that should not be this way. This shouldn't be this way. It's, it's exhausting. And, and to be able to sit with it and say, well, they should be this way because they are this way. So what can I do? What's the next action? Um, can I let it be? Can I let the fish cook? Can, can, or do I have to poke it? And do I have to try to change what really is? And then what is there? Are there any lessons that I can learn in this process? Because it's not fun. It's a hard situation, whatever it is. And so, I mean, there are things in my life that, that I don't want them to be the way they are, especially when it's concerning a, like my daughter, right? And, and I don't want her suffering like she is right now. And, and I, but I can only do what I can do. And, and at some point, I have to be able to surrender to this process and try to learn and maybe what she is going through specifically uh, right now in the past few months, maybe it's the absolute best thing that could ever happen to her in the, in the long term. But if I'm just constantly looking at it, like it should be different. It should, oh, this is not the way it's supposed to be. You know, we can miss all those opportunities. I can even keep her from learning things uh, that, that she may need to learn and she can help other people maybe someday, or I don't know, you know, it's like giving up how I think life should go is, is kind of what I'm reading into this. And just to, just to remain open and aware and like, how can I contribute to somebody's life today or how can I support? And in business, I try to apply everything I learn in recovery to like my personal life, even the traditions and, you know, like, like, like what Lala was saying about, about um, micromanaging and like a supervisory role as opposed to a managerial role. Supervisors are, are basically babysitters. No one wants to be babysat. You know, a manager supports and helps people grow. So there's like a difference there. And, and um, so how can I support people today? How can I contribute to, to their developing and learning? And... And like you said, buddy, like, you know, maybe I should take the first step in, in love. Why do I need to, why do I need to uh, have somebody else show me the love before I give it up kind of thing? So letting things be more, it's really, um, it's hard. It's hard for me sometimes, but I, I just get better results if I can just let things be. So that's my two cents. That's good, Kurt. Because, and you know, what happens is you do that. You're just getting out of the way of the of the harm of what would be the negativity. I'm gonna say negativity instead of evil. You know, you're getting out of the way of that, so it just disappears by itself. You don't. It, t- it takes no energy on your part for that to happen because mm-hmm. it's irrelevant at that point. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's move on to Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer has a good bit of stuff today, I think. Craig, you going to help us with that, sir? Yep. So he's entitled this chapter, Living with Immunity to Evil. Um, 
He says, your assignment in this verse of the Tao Ching is to change the way you view the person of the presence of evil in your personal world as well as the entire planet. You can do so by acquiring an inner awareness that evil simply can't impact you if you're centered with the protective net of the Tao. If you live in accordance with the great way, refusing to have injurious thoughts directed either towards yourself or others, then the powers of wickedness and wrongdoing will render it impotent. Hold on right there. Hold on right there. Evil simply can't impact you if you're centered within the protective net of the Tao. Refusing to have injurious thoughts directed either toward yourself or others, then the power of wickedness and wrongdoing will be rendered impotent. That's the key there. Don't y'all think? Refusing to have, refusing to project out onto the world negativity. That's what takes the power of that negativity away. It's not reflected back to you. I think having the net's a good analogy as well because you would, you would catch things in a net. Yeah. The Tao isn't about destructive or visiting harm on anyone. Rather, it gives sustaining energy to everyone without exception. When people violate this principle, they only, they're only successful when others respond in kind. This is when war erupts and dissension be, uh, becomes present in the family and the community. Negativity then begets more negativity, and the leader or ruler will ultimately be destroyed as the larger grouping falls into chaos. Update your viewpoint in the presence of malevolence in the world to one that emphatically affirms my loved ones and I cannot and will not be impacted by the presence of evil anywhere in the world. Your inner landscape will immediately begin to change as well. So when you see or hear reports of violent thinking and action, your immediate reaction must be, this is not about me. I choose not to have any thoughts of harm directed to anyone by me. I am being of light and love, and therefore the only thoughts that can emerge from me are in harmony with the great loving Tao. In other words, whatever comes your way because of other people won't evoke a plan of revenge and hatred. That's because you've made your immune. You, that's because you've made yourself immune to negativity and being centered in the doubt. Hold, hold on, right there, Craig. Is, isn't it uh, interesting how back again to that we're to love others, and in response, we're we're loved. We we're to love others the way we we're to treat others the way we want to be treated. We're to love others the way we want to be loved. So it comes back to you know even the Lord's Prayer. You know, we we forgive and then we're forgiven. It's this action first of walking in love, and in response, we get love back. If we're giving hatred and negativity, what are we going to get back? We're going to get hatred and negativity back. It's yeah. just that simple. I read into that as well. That we always say that what other people think of us is none of our business. I think not taking not taking their sort of things on board personally as a personal attack. That's just how they. That's just how they think. That's just how they are. Um, we're not here to change people. We're not here to to fix people. We can't do that. You know, when people when people attack you, they're attacking themselves. They're not attacking you. So it's really not about you. And that was hard for me because I thought everything anyone d- did, I took personally. Someone pull out in front of me. They did that to me. They didn't do that to me. Any car that would have been behind them, they would have pulled out in front of, you know, at that moment. It had nothing to do with me at all. But yet, I would take it personally and get all angry and run up on their, I mean, I would just do all that stuff, you know. And when I realized, they don't know who I am. They have no clue. that They are not doing this to me. (laughs) It became so much easier to try to accept and to respond in kindness instead. Doesn't this remind anybody else? I don't know. I don't, I don't, not too AA, but kind of reminds me of the prayer with, you know, willing to accept the things I cannot change. It's, it's always been helpful for me when I realize, you know, this person's just like this. I can't do anything about it. I can only change the thing, my reaction to it. Or just reminds yeah. me of the prayer here. The serenity prayer? Serenity. Well, I was calling it the Lord's Prayer. I think that's a different one. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 a, that's one out of the Bible. Bible. But yeah, the, serenity the serenity prayer. prayer. The serenity prayer. Grant, 
how how does it go? Did you find it? Grant grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's all about acceptance. Not trying to insert your will into somebody else's way of being. And it works out by itself. By itself. You want to continue, Craig? Yep. So now you may think this uh, this sounds too simplistic, but imagine if large numbers of people began thinking this way, and then imagine if rulers began to emerge from this kind of consciousness. As Lao Tzu says in this verse, if only the ruler and his people would refrain from harming each other, all the benefits of life would accumulate in the kingdom. As Tao awareness grows, one person, one family, one community, and one country at a time, priorities will shift. Our energies will go into building more environmentally sensitive vehicles and homes rather than instruments that reflect a belief that we can do whatever we want to the planet without repercussions. I don't know about you guys, we've got protests. We've got protests going on over here by school kids about environmental change. Um, and there was, there was something in one of the papers that basically highlighted the fact that um, if the, the kids of these days would kind of change their attitude towards things like um, the way that they're living, um, I probably assume that every kid's got a TV in the room, every kid's probably got a mobile phone, every kid's probably got a laptop, a Kindle, a, a PlayStation, something else that's, that's electrically charged and giving off heat and the fact that they're driven to, driven to school by big gas-guzzling cars. Um, I think some of these, some of these little changes could, could be happening at home. That's my, that's my rant. <laughs> I'm staying out of all of that. <laughs> okay, kids, just, just get back to school. You close the schools for deans for this. Get back to school. Right. So as you re-examine the message of the Tao Te Ching, see how it can impact your daily life. When negativity feels like it's directed right at you, retreat, retreat to that place of kindness and love within, uh, within and deflect that energy. Remember, it's impossible to pick a fight with someone who refuses to fight. So your refusal, your refusal to enter into battle is your most potent weapon against evil. You can change an angry person's attempt to inflict harm by refusing to lower yourself to the level of their abusive thinking. From an enraged motorist's curse to harsh words of disgruntled clerk or upset family member. These outbursts are easily shifted when you stay centred inwardly. Become immune to such harmful thinking and action by knowing that none of this is about you. Hold on right there. Remember, it's impossible to pick a fight with someone who refuses to fight. Kirsty can attest to that fact. So your refusal to enter into battle is your most potent weapon against evil. Just refuse to fight. And it, at first it is so difficult. So, And we don't even realize we're doing it at first. But when we start seeing it and see the benefits, it's like the resistance to the thought. When we fight the thought, it gets stronger. But when we learn just to let that stuff go, it just, it just goes away. Um, there's a lot to this resistance and this fighting that we don't even see. Just that act by itself can bring a lot of peace in a situation. Good. Any comments? Kurt, you have something? Um, you know, I think I need to hear none of this is about me quite often. Um, if I can, if I can accept that a lot of this stuff goes away, you know, when I, when I get too wrapped up in it, I'm always trying to prove a point or make my side of the argument or, you know, all of these things that really don't matter. Um, so it's, I, I don't know. It's just an important little highlight you did right there is none of this is about you. I think I need to remember that. That's good. That's good, Kurt. Thank you. We, we become less and less important in a good way. You know what I mean? It's not as important what we think or what we know. It's more important who we love. 
you know more important who we're kind to not who we convince that we're right or convince <laughs> they're wrong you know? right. <laughs> gosh such ego mm-hmm. um let's let's skip over Craig, if you don't mind, uh, the uh, skip that paragraph and go to the next one, please. Yes, yeah, this this one really applies to myself. Um, bolster your immunity to negative by controlling yourself in the midst of noxious thinking. So catch yourself when you have judgmental thoughts that could be considered harmful for yourself or others. For example, if you see yourself as unworthy of respect. That's damaging. That, that's a damaging thought directed at you. Change it to the following affirmation: "I deserve and anticipate receiving only divine love." That's what I attract. I don't know about a lot of other people in recovery, but I, I always thought that I wasn't worthy of recovery. I wasn't worth that. I got to such a, a low state in my life that I didn't think I deserved anything. Um, and that was that actually kicked me out of recovery for a long time. And I, I think just having that that mindset shift that you are worthy, you are loved, you are. You know, you, you, there are people out there that love you and want to support you. And I think getting out of that negative mind frame really helped me. Um, it was actually my doctor that, that helped me along with that sort of thing. Um, change your mental energy to something like, I send love, I send loving kind thoughts to all and trust that this love will help them see the folly of their hatred. Be conscious of all your thoughts, change in the midstream if necessary. Become one person who brings the benefit of the doubt to our world. I think it's interesting here that first his thought, his positive affirmation was, I deserve and anticipate receiving only divine love. This is what I attract. And immediately he started sending love. So I was working with a sponsee on this that didn't feel worthy, didn't feel, you know, that they were deserving. And I told them if they would start giving the kind of love that they wanted, they would see that change. They would see their attitude change toward themselves even. And I, it works. Lola? Oh, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. Um, oh. no, I, I really like that first statement, catch yourself when you're having judgmental thoughts. That can, because I don't know just if it's lately or, or, or what, but I have really started doing this. Like, when I start getting, I mean, even yesterday I was filling a prescription and I went to a pharmacy I don't like to go to anymore and they're just awful, no customer service and, you know, just don't barely even look at you when they're talking to you. And I went outside and was talking to my dad and I started kind of bad-mouthing going, this is why I don't go to this one anymore. And I, I really caught myself because I could have gone on and on and on. You know, I had an issue with this pharmacy for a while. And it's a small town, so it's not like I can, you know, yell at them or anything. So I'll probably end up having to go to them again. Unlike in New York, where you can just kind of be bitchy and there's a million other ones to go to. But I did. I found myself going, you know what? I'm not going to go there. This has nothing to do with me. They probably treat everybody like this. And, you know, this is why I have the choice to go somewhere else. But I really stopped going into that really negative place, just super annoyed. And I do find myself catching it now, whereas in the past I, I could go on and on and on, and nobody's fighting with me. They don't care that I'm going with them. It's it's an institution, not even a person. And um, I find when you do catch it, you stop going down that negative road, and, you just, and I just kind of say, oh, this is who they are, and this is why I don't go there. You, you know, and whoever you judge, you're really not judging them. You're judging yourself. Yeah. You're yeah. the one that pays I'm for the one, They don't. I'm the one being negative and going down this road and fighting with somebody who doesn't even care to fight with me. And I think especially the point where I couldn't go in and, you know, in the past, especially in a bigger city, been like, you know, I really would have expected more out of you. And this isn't the way a pharmacy should be run. The fact that I didn't have anybody I could fight with made it a lot easier to just kind of drop it and just say, oh, I have the choice to go somewhere else. But I have found myself doing that with people, with different situations, where I would, could have easily gone down that rabbit hole. If you catch yourself when you know you're doing it, and I think the more and more you do it, the more you're aware 
of how futile it is and how actually, you know, destroying it can be for your state of mind. You just let it go. And you, and you know what, Lala, I bet as soon as you do that, you feel better. I did, much. That's what I get. That's what I really got out of the uh, Hawkins book oh. was that, you know, and, and I, I'm like you, Lala, I catch myself having to do that several times a day, you know. It's, it's an ongoing practice, and it, but it really works. And if you do practice it, it gets easier. You catch it sooner yeah. and sooner. Yeah, you don't even think about it after a while. Yeah, yeah just like, oops, I'm doing that. Let me stop. And you're avoiding the negativity the entire time. It's, it's gone by itself. It took no effort on your part to do anything with that negativity, and it didn't affect you in any way. And that's the whole point. Effortless. I, I mean, it starts with it starts with being open and aware. Yeah, I mean, awareness. I. It's funny how um, I just know people, and I was married to one of them, <laughs> and, and and how truly, I actually feel bad for her in a lot of ways because she is so unaware of how she's allowing her life just to be kind of yucky. Um, like a low grade, low energy kind of, it, it's, it's just because she, she falls into this stuff without any awareness and she continues the pattern and repeats and repeats instead of pausing and, uh, you know, like this stuff makes you look at it a little bit and see, wow, okay, this is not serving me or anybody else behaving like this. You know, it's so awareness is like really important in my life, you know, <laughs> I find this could change your life. Yeah, I find it incredibly difficult to stop once I get started. It's like somebody's lit a fuse. I think I think the secret is to catch it before it happens. Let's finish this up, Craig, and then if we have time, I have a example I want to use if we if we do have time. Um, okay, so de- declare yourself immune to injurious uh, entreaties. Visualize a protective shield around you, guarding you against what's perceived as evil in the world. Your shield is permeable only to energy that harmonizes with the Tao. Love, kindness, and help can all get through, but if any harm comes near you, it will be repelled by your shield. Do the Tao now. The next time you think that you're a target of a harmful thought from a stranger, a family member, or a co-worker, make every effort to remember to respond from your inner nature, which is the Tao. Send back loving, kind response, and then retreat in a silent and peaceful knowing that you've begun the process of immunizing yourself from harm. By practicing with even a seemingly innocuous statement, you'll witness how effective this is. Approach the universe with a doubt in your heart rather than reacting defensively. Wow. That's the whole thing right there, you know? I have a, and it's funny, the the small innocuous statement, seemingly innocuous statement, is the kind of thing that I'll just hold on forever. And I remember just something from years ago, somebody said in passing, they really didn't mean anything by it, but I just remember it. And I have to, I said, wait a minute, why am I remembering that statement that that person said that I'm not even friends with? (laughs) And why is that bothering me? Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's the kind of things I've learned to surrender now that I didn't surrender before. Those little things. And then reacting, reacting defensively. Yes. I mean, what, what, what's the old saying? You know, defensive, is it defensiveness is the first act of war or something? I mean, I've had the worst arguments ever, and it started out of defensiveness, either from myself or from, you know, my, say, say my ex-wife or, or, girlfriend right now you know and it's that defensiveness is just as damaging i mean reacting quote for that's when i'm defended then i'm i'm attacking myself is what i'm doing yeah when we put up our defenses we invite attack yes yes other comments i have an example from the Letting Go book, Hawkins' Pathway to Surrender, I want to use. He gives an example of a traffic accident. And if you have the book, it's page 208. And he's talking about 
on the different levels of consciousness how you respond to this very same instance. Um, and I want to read this real quick. Uh, it's a parked car. You park your car just as you got out. The car parked in, in front of you backs up into your car with a thud. Uh, the bumper and the front of the fender are dented. Here's what the different levels of consciousness might sound like. We're going to go up from bottom up. Shame. How embarrassing. I'm such a lousy driver. I can't even park a car. I'll never amount to anything. Over, I mean, how many times have you done that in your head, you know, over something minor? Guilt. I had it coming. How stupid I am. I should have done a better job of parking. Apathy. What's the use? Things like this always happen to me. I probably won't collect on the insurance anyway. There's no use talking to the guy. He'll just sue me. Life stinks. Grief. Now the car is ruined. I will never be the same. It will never be the same. Life's grim. I'll probably lose a bundle on this. Fear. This guy's probably furious. I'm afraid he'll hit me. I'm afraid to talk back to him. He'll probably sue me. I'll probably never get the car fixed right again. Desire, I can make a bundle on this one. I think I'll hold my neck and fake a whiplash. My brother-in-law is a lawyer. Anger, this damn idiot, I think I'll teach this guy a lesson. He deserves a good punch in the nose. I'll sue his pants off and make him suffer. Feeling shaky with rage. Pride, look where you're going, you fool. Oh, God, the world is full of such bumbling idiots. How dare he damage my new car? Courage, oh, well, we both got insurance. I'll take down the data and handle it. Okay, a nuisance, but I'll handle it. Neutrality, now we're getting up. And all this is the same thing, guys. It's just what are we projecting? What negativity are we buying into? Or are we going to turn this around, respond with love and kindness? Uh, neutrality, these things happen in life. You can't drive 20,000 miles a year without an occasional fender bender. Willingness. How can I help this guy calm down? He doesn't need to feel upset about it. We'll just exchange the necessary insurance information and be okay. Acceptance, it could have been worse. At least nobody's hurt. It's only money anyway. Reason, let's be practical. I'd like to take care of it as quickly as possible so I can get on with my day's activities. Love, I hope the guy isn't upset. I'll calm him down says to the other driver, relax, it's okay. We both got insurance. I know how it is. It happened to me just the same way. Peace. Well, isn't this fortuitous? I was going to have the rattle and the bumper fixed anyway. <laughs> and the fender already had a little dent, so now I'll get it fixed for nothing. Say, aren't you George's brother-in-law? You're just a guy I wanted to see. I have some great business that I think you can handle for me. We'll both benefit. You, like, you look like the right person to research it for us. How about a cup of coffee, and we'll talk it over. By the way, here's my insurance card. Say, that's the same company as yours. What a coincidence. Everything is working out for the best. No problem. Walks off humming with his new friend, the incident already forgot. All of that from the same circumstance. It's just a matter of how, what, our, what we're projecting onto the situation. You know, that last one's a little stretch, but the rest of it, I could see with any, any time, any situation, it's just a matter of, are we going to entertain the harm or are we going to respond with kindness? Comments? I mean, you, you hear, I've heard about couples meeting that way, you know, true love, wonderful marriage ends up, you know, happens and all these things. So you never know, but that obviously you've got to be open to this stuff. Obviously you can't be prideful and angry and, and, um, and, and it's hard in those situations. I was, you know, on March 1st, I was involved in a rollover accident and I did not know I was going to survive. That was the, that was the, the question am I actually going to make it through this accident as you're rolling in the air and going into oncoming traffic and all of that? So I did not behave like that when I got out of that vehicle because I didn't know if my daughter was okay in the back seat. And I was fired up. I was sorry how I behaved, 
but I was so mad. I was so glad it was a woman that hit me and not these guys that I thought hit me because I was already going after the two guys. And they're like, they just pointed, like, not me, you know? And, and I wasn't proud of that. And I was able to, like what Lala was saying and, and, and Kirsty, I believe, you know, where you, you catch yourself. I was terrified. I mean, I was overcome with fear that I didn't, you know, my daughter and myself almost died. And, um, you know, for me to have one sentence of a foul mouthed uh, comment and then be able to retreat and say, that's not the right thing to do. And then go check on them after I calm down and say, are you guys okay? I mean, that was the best I could do. Could I do better next time? I hope so. You know, but um, when you're in the moment, it's really, really tough. But and, that's growth, though, Kurt. Right. That's huge growth. Right. That's the whole point of the thing, you know, because this is a practice. This is a process. Right. So are we better at this today than we were a week ago, month ago, year ago? Oh, yes. And right. that's what we need to be grateful for. Right. It's, an Im- it's imperfect. It's a continual, imperfect process. Learn apply, learn more, apply. You know, it goes back to this learning to respond in kindness. How can we give instead of how can we get from this situation? Knowing that if we learn to love, if we learn to give, then we're going to receive whatever we need. That's stepping out of the way. That's stopping poking the fish. And so hopefully it won't crumble on you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else, guys, before we close? Well, you guys have a great week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.